Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome back to another spine-chilling episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Ivala, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashley Slashy. And we're alone this week. We are. <laughs> we're, we're back to the OG. We uh, survived the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> we did. Uh, next week we'll see if we do it again. <laughs> Uh, this week we are going to do our monster, so we are going to do aliens. <laughs> Sorry, Mina. God, she is so terrified of that sound. Uh, so yeah, aliens are such an interesting thing in horror because like, we're like werewolves or zombies or vampires. There, there's some, like, these are rules. Yeah. With aliens, it's... Anything. Yeah, it's pretty much anything goes with aliens. You could... Aliens are like the grab bag of monsters. There's there's humanoid ones, there's non-humanoid ones, there's mental ones, and ones that don't exist, and they're everything. So this was kind of a hard monster to, like, pin down? And it's funny, like, we actually... <laughs> before recording this, we're watching um, Saturday Night Live yep. episodes of... Um, What's the... Oh, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Rafferty or something? Yeah. Mrs. Rafferty. Rafferty. Mrs. Rafferty. Yeah. Mrs. Rafferty. And one of them was Close Encounters. It had Ryan Gosling on it. Yeah. But they were, like, all discussing, like, their different encounters with, like, aliens. And, like, Ryan Gosling's alien and the other... Girl. Girl's alien was, like... They wrapped me in love. They were, like, this light being of amazing colorful joy. lights and joy and warmth and then Rafferty, uh, Rafferty's was like they spanked my tits they spanked my tits and they were these gray flat, flat things. things they were very they were very consensual with the tit slapping though like, <laughs> they had, there was a line and I, I don't feel in any way I was touched inappropriately they're a little sore now <laughs> but like it you it's know the, it I mean you know, you have two different types of aliens right there. Yeah, and that's not even including, like, because, uh, of course, we're horror podcasts, so we're going to focus on horror yeah. films with aliens. Uh, but aliens, I mean, E.T., um, comedy, Dude, Where's My Car, has aliens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the has a bunch of different aliens. Yeah, I always forget that they're aliens, and then I was, like, looking it up, and it was, like, movies with uh, extraterrestrials in them, and I was like, dude, where's my car? And I was like, oh, yeah. because yeah, you get the big, the... beefy, the big, beefy aliens, then you have, like, the sexy girl aliens. aliens. Yeah. You find out the sexy girl aliens are the evil aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I totally, I feel like dude, where's my car is a movie that, like, I know all of, but it's like, I don't, if you ask me on a given day, like, have you seen it? I'd probably be like, I think so. Yeah. But then if I think about it, I'm like, no, I've seen this film, like, a few times. And mm -hmm. I don't know how I constantly forget that I have. And they filmed it at Montasia. 
He did. <laughs> I always forget that. And I'm like, oh, Mountasia. You were the cool place to go in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, like, so, you know, derailing a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> um, aliens in horror movies. Uh, so the very first alien in a horror film was actually called uh, Trip to the Moon. And it was in 1902. It was based on a Jules Verne novel. Okay. It was the very first showing of moon monsters. <gasps> Ooh. It literally was like they went to the moon and there were monsters. On yeah. The moon. <laughs> um, I didn't. I got more into like the post fifties aliens because like before the fifties, they there were horror films. There were actually a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of horror films with like aliens in them. Mm-hmm. But they were all like none of them really had an impact it was kind of these b-rated like monsters like hmm. aliens okay that were uh like a lot of people like go to the whole idea because during the red scare and all this stuff mm-hmm. so while there were aliens a they didn't really look like aliens like people, it was it was like original Star Trek style aliens. Mm, mm-hmm. Like we painted the girls green, right? They're still people, but we painted them green, and now they're aliens. But during that period, it was less where we added a prosthetic on their forehead. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a chance to look back at the old like Star Trek, uh huh, like Shatner style aliens, and some yeah. of them are just. How is this an alien? Like, one of them, like, it looks like they just have a broom coming out of their head. <laughs> I'm like, who made this choice? I need to talk to creative. I need to talk to creative. <laughs> this shit's, uh, getting a little weird, guys. Uh, but so, like, during the 50s, while aliens existed in horror, there really wasn't any film particularly I could find to be like, this is a film. Like, this is what made an impact. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that, like, if you look at these three films, like, there were films that were, like, cat girls from Mars <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was part of that 50s schlock. Yeah. Like, along with, like, the giant ant films mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where there's a lot of them, but that doesn't mean any of them were good. Right. It if, was the 50s. You know, hey, 50s gave us Hitchcock. Valid. Yeah. There were some good horror in the 50s. It just, they just couldn't do aliens. Could not do aliens. Uh, if anybody knows a good 50s alien film, I'd be willing to watch. <laughs> I couldn't just couldn't find anything. Um, the first thing that, like, I kind of come to it is in 1953, uh, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Which I actually did um, twice now. Uh, yeah, um, I do radio dramas with my nomad theater company called uh, Star Quality Productions, and Ooh, last Star year, Quality. <laughs> and last year we did um, War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. done as a radio show. But we all like we're on stage, we're reading it, and we're interacting with the audience as if, oh my god, the act like we're doing a radio show. Oh god, the aliens are actually. Like, Land. it's real now. Like, they're landing. They're right outside. It's chaos. I, I, oh, God. I love the fucking stories because it was in, um, 
1938. Yeah, 38. Was when, like, the radio drama of it first went. Mm-hmm. The fucking stories of, like, people legit losing their shit. And I didn't really understand it. I actually went back and listened to it. Mm-hmm. Like, the original. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He really sounds like he's about to fucking, like, cry. Yeah. Like, he, the terror in his voice is like, damn, okay, yeah. Like, if I didn't know any better, like, this might scare me a little. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. So the first year that we did it, mm-hmm. um, everyone read it as a drama. Yeah. Like there, we would send out like we sent out like a text. Like a, we had people write down their phone number like as soon as they came in to the theater, and then we had someone that was a plant in the audience send out a text. Oh. To say you know this is an emergency broadcast system. Every, you know, all the streets are closed, blah, blah, blah. So we incorporated the audience into oh, the play. Oh, that's cool. So it's like and they were going to see a play, but then this happens. Exactly. Oh, that's a really cool way to do it. And so a lot of people, like, were like, oh, God. Like, they were kind of, like, there were some people, like, legitimately freaked out. This year, we mm-hmm. did it. And I don't, like, I don't, it might have been the cast and mm-hmm. the way Bear directed it differently this year, but... This time it seemed more of a comedic thing. The aliens are coming! The aliens are coming! I have no yeah. idea what accent that was. <laughs> um, like, it, it was just comedic chaos. Like, but, like, everyone on stage, like, we're, you know, like, we're, like... Doing it. We're, like, oh my god, the aliens are coming. And, like, at one point I'm literally, like, I'm sorry, but I can't, like, I cannot do this. I'm, like, having a panic attack on stage and I run off stage. I'm, like, I have to go to my husband. And I just <laughs> run off stage and I'm gone. And then you hear Bear like, but no, Ashley, the aliens are gonna get you. Oh my god, I don't care. And and then it's so funny because at the very end, it's literally just the lights go out in the theater. And Uh, then it's just Bear on stage. Like, with nothing. Oh, that's really cool. Um, Yeah, so War of the Worlds, I feel like, really... It, it brought aliens to actually being scary. Mm-hmm. Because it was the idea of invasion. Yeah, and that's that's the big two things you get with alien films that I kind of tried to, like, focus on for these, is mm-hmm. either invasion films or abduction films. Yeah. Because that was kind of the thing, like, in the, like, 50s with a lot of the alien films, a lot, it was either they landed on Mars, which was... Probably just the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went to, they landed on Mars and then aliens happened. Yeah. Or this spaceship has crashed and it now has horny cat girls. Right. An actual movie I've seen. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Teenage, uh, sec, or it was horny teenage cat girls from space. And the greatest line in this entire film, because I did not actually watch it. I kind of fast forwarded and was like, and I pause it and I play it. And the line, face it, Johnny boy, you just had sexual relations with a cat. And I was like, nope, that's all I need. I now know the plot line of this film. It was about horny teenage cat girls from space coming to Earth to get pregnant. Wow. The only cat aliens I, like, I can, I'm pretty sure this is not what they fucking looked like, but the only cat aliens I can, like, envision in my head are the ones from Doctor Who, the cat nuns. Yeah! Where it's just, like, a cat, like, fuzzy cat face, and they're, but like, they're in fuzzy. the... Yeah. 
You're not. Women Girls. in cat costumes. That has a place. It's called the bedroom. Or Halloween. <laughs> That's it. Don't put this shit in a horror film. Uh, well, you get that, and then you get, uh, in 1967, you get Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you get back into that idea of them, of pod people. Mm-hmm. They're slowly taking over. So now you get They're the, coming to get you, Barbara. So now you get the two different types of invasion. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the fun thing about aliens is you, it's kind of like a breakdown chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two types of invasions. There's the War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. They're coming for you and they're going to kill everybody. And then there's like the pod people one mm-hmm. where it's like they live and this stuff where it's this... They're, they're taking over. It's like Stepford Wives. Yeah. You know, uh, they're slowly going to take over your family and your town and your city and your country and the world. Mm-hmm. And you would never know. <gasps> would you? Uh, like, you, you get, there was a 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and, uh, with Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they make this, like, scream sound. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, like, they don't show any emotion, so you can kind of move through them. Yeah. But if you show any emotion, they'll know. Yeah. And, like, at the end, uh, the two main characters get split up, one being Donald Sutherland. And she sees him, like, later on. And she's like, oh, my God, it's you. And, like, is very kind of trying to quietly, like, hold his hand and be like, oh, my God, like, hey, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at her, opens his mouth, and says, like, ah! like mm-hmm. scream and yeah. points at her. And it's like... Yes, I remember that scene. Yeah. yeah. So the whole place, he's been taken over, too. Uh-huh. So there's... She can't even tell. Yeah. If they're real. Yeah. I think, personally, that one's a little bit more creepy for me. Yeah. Like, the invasion part, like, yeah, the, okay. Like, the invasion of, like, them coming is not so scary as, like, the invasion of them taking over, over. someone else. Like, someone you know. And, and that screech. I mean, yeah. that screech was curdling. Yeah, I, I can kind of do it, but I'm not going to do it on the podcast. Because <laughs> A... Look it up. We had a party last night. My voice is not... <sighs> yeah. But not, As you can tell, our voices are kind of husky. Yes, we're very... We're very... It was in 1978, like, the remake. Um, and it's funny, like, you actually... You mentioned um, invasions. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like L.A., Specifically, is safe from an alien invasion. This is why. This okay, is my I'm, theory. I'm, I'm gonna like go on. We're too damn fucking smoggy. <laughs> the aliens literally look like they're above Earth. Like, okay, so we're gonna invade Earth. What on Earth is that on Earth? <laughs> what on Earth on Earth? Yes, Ash, <laughs> it is on Earth. <laughs> like they're looking at this. They're looking at LA, and it's just this black orange disgusting thing and, and they're like fall is also half of it's on fire right they're like let's not go there i don't want to go there we can invade oh look iowa iowa we'll invade iowa we're gonna go there what else i would think like it would make more sense to like go after smaller areas mm-hmm. first like unless you're going like just straight up independence day and are like gonna blow them up yeah then like yeah okay la New York, Moscow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But if you're going for, like, a, a land invasion, also, just, like, trying to, like, invade L.A. 
we're a weird combination of like gangs weird rednecks that like live in like Bakersfield and Santa Clarita <laughs> and then just for some odd reason the most armed like single white women I know mainly because you live in LA mm-hmm. so I'm like LA would just not be a good LA and New York like it's always theoretically a good place to invade but like we are a well-armed city <laughs> yeah we are a well-armed city and I don't know if you've seen this but we riot L.A., we write when our team wins. We write when our team loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we quickly, quickly band together. We set cars on fire. If you try to come after us, we will quickly band together and then set your spaceship on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't fuck with us. And probably loot it. I got the weapons! <laughs> That'd be me. Running away from it, being like, I don't know what I got, but I think it shoots. <laughs> so... This is kind of interesting, so, because I kind of just wrote down films in, like, the time period they came out in. Mm. So next we're going to go to 1958, The Blob. Oh, The Blob. The Blob. Which apparently was, like, a real thing that happened in some town where there was this weird goop that nobody could figure out the fuck it did, hmm. but it got, like, really big. <laughs> yeah, The Blob was kind of real, and I was always like, okay. <laughs> Why? Um, so then you get, I, I, technically, it's an alien horror film, mm-hmm. in the most technical sense. <laughs> I know some people actually find it scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get this just gelatinous blob that eats to, everything. Yeah. Or I mean, it's like, that's just a D&D character. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think, you know, back when I used to do live action D&D at Dungeon Master. Yeah. I think we literally had a scenario where there was just a giant gelatinous cube yep. that ate everything. That they, they exist. They're in the Monster Manual. And I sang it to death. Good bard. Good <laughs> bard. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, bards. Uh, yeah. But like, and the blob got remade, too, in the eight or in the 90s. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's the one you pick? The blob? Really? <laughs> yep. Just go with it. Go with it. <laughs> Um, then we go to, like, I think for me, the the reason why I'm more scared of, like, The Quiet Invasion is, because of this film, is, uh, 1960 Village of the Damned. Uh-huh. Where it's when all, like, there's the bright, shiny light, and then, like, every woman in the town gets pregnant. And they have the kids with the white hair and the white eyes. Mm. And pretty much they're, they're, they're evil alien children. No, thank you. And, um, no, no, no. I don't know fucking why, but, like, A, kids already kind of creep me out. Yeah. Because, like, you can kill most things, but, like, it's very frowned upon to kill children. (laughs) For the most part in society. They don't like it when you kill the young ones. No. Hey, Anakin Skywalker's on my side about this. (laughs) Uh, but th- there's something so deeply unnerving about, like, they look like kids, and they kind of talk like kids, but they're but really they're not really aliens, kids, yeah. and they all have white hair and, like, white eyes, and they're all, like, talking at the same time, and with some weird joint high brain, and nope. Because <laughs> then eventually they have, uh, 
Children of the Damned. It's mm-hmm. like a three-part series. But yeah, I think the films go on for quite a while, and it's all about uh, this town full of evil alien children. <laughs> and because then what, what do you do? Yeah. Technically, you gave birth to it. You don't want to kill it. Do you, but is it yours? Is it human? There's too much fuzzy there. Yeah. There's just just put put me up against a giant snake. Cool. Kill snake. Right. Survive. Alien baby child. That's just way too much. Like. Mm-hmm. Mur- murky water. <laughs> um, so the next big film that I could think of that was technically involves aliens and the word horrors in the title <laughs> is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From 1975. Because really he's a sweet transvestite from, from transsexual. transsexual. Transylvania. Transylvania. <laughs> I know that way too well. <laughs> Same girl. We were doing something and I was just walking around and I wasn't, I was just listening to something. I wasn't singing the song. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really hear the song, but I had heard enough of it that I was in the bedroom doing callbacks. <laughs> and he is just like, I don't know if I'm impressed or a little scared that you still have this knowledge. And I was like, it was on two casts, dude. Like, it's just at a certain yeah. point, it's hard to on, not say that. Right. When you're on a cast for like 10 years, it's just, it's there. It exists in the <laughs> deep recesses. I mean, we did the fucking time warp at my wedding. It had the entire fucking party. Every, not new to the wedding party, but like the entire people, Group. all the guests. We're literally doing the time warp, and I literally, in my giant ball gown of a wedding dress, lifted up and did the entire Columbia, Columbia dance, word for word. Me and Josh were a potent Because we are. Minus the being related thing. <laughs> so then you go from, like, all these films, some of them are kind of good, and then you get Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. Which is such a departure, and I think Close Encounters... Was actually filmed at um, Chris's college. Oh! It was filmed at Chapman. In San Jose? No, and near me. Oh. Near where we live. He went to Chapman... He, yeah, he went to Chapman. I thought he went to no, school No, he, he went to uh, college out here. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Chapman University. Chapman University. Uh, I think the interesting about, I think... Close Encounters is like you look at films nowadays, like Arrival, and which is really good, by the way. I loved it. Not horror at all, but but like a really good alien film. Yeah, I really liked their versions of stuff, and like the end with kind of the paradoxical like knowledge Mm -hmm. of like what do you do if you know everything everything that's gonna happen and how bad it's gonna hurt yeah and you still choose to do it oh it's great if you haven't seen it go watch it i fucking loved it amy adams mm-hmm. that's like her, one of her first i think heavy acting roles yeah she knocked out of fucking park oh uh, yeah you wouldn't have films like that and for me i consider close encounter maybe not a horror film but like thriller 
Because mm-hmm. it definitely has really big feelings of unease. It's like, it's a it's a chilling thriller. Not necessarily like, when you know, because when you think thriller, people think like, thriller. But, I always think like Sense of the Lambs, that, that yeah. deep state of unease, the mm-hmm. creepiness of it. Yeah. Because you don't know what they want, you don't know where what they are, you just know they keep making weird sounds, mm-hmm. and when people get close, they die, and... But I think Close Encounters, we got this unknown alien mm-hmm. that we get start seeing a lot more comes up. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we would have ever got without Close Encounter. Yeah, same. And, like, it's interesting because especially with the, like, unknown, not getting to see the alien, but hearing the alien. Like, it's kind of like how I am with creepypastas, you know? Yeah. Like, before it was like, oh, if I see the picture that belongs with it, it's scary. But then listening to someone tell me the creepypasta, I'm like, ooh. Like, I get chills just going I'm down so my spine. I'm so to do the Russian sleep experiment with you. Oh, yeah. Well, I've listened to it. It's, it's oh, so, so cool. It was one of the Russian sleep experiment was one of my first ones. But, yeah, so, like, listening to something that you don't, you can't really see. Or comprehend. Like, the Whistler's. Yeah. Um, were they aliens? We don't know. But that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Sleep has an episode of, if you like our podcast, you'll definitely like No Sleep. I will link them in mm-hmm. our uh, description. But they did a thing where it was these creatures that really just, they called them the whistlers and they whistled and people died. You never figure out it what It was they... literally just this haunting sound. Sound. Um, we showed it to Emily on Facebook from the little reaction video, so if you've seen that on our Facebook, that's oh, what she's listening to. Face was so <laughs> uncomfortable. Great. But yeah, she, uh, Ella had me listen to this, um, back when we were getting ready for the wedding. We were sitting- we were crafting. Yeah, we, we were crafting. We were making the boutonnieres and bouquets and stuff, and she's like, I'm gonna put on No Sleep. I'm like, okay, cool. Creepy for a podcast. I'm down to listen to it while we're crafting yeah. and just- And then after I was like, I'm sitting there gluing- and I pretty much had the same reaction as Emily. I'm sitting on the floor with my glue gun, just like, what's happening? Oh, God. No. No. And then, like, a date, like, that's, like, the next day, I was home alone because um, Chris was on a business trip. Yeah. I think he was at some gaming conference. And I remember I'm just kind of sitting there on the couch, watching TV, <laughs> eating dinner by myself. Oh, God, I remember this because I remember your text. And I hear, like, I'm guessing it was probably, like, a siren out in the distance or something or wind or whatever, but it sounded close enough to the sound that the whistlers make. And I fuck, I fucking texted Ella, like, God damn it, you bitch. And I'm sitting here, like, on my couch, end of the night, relaxing, it's Monday, work week started, I'm working on getting the podcast out to all you lovely listeners. And I just get, fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. I fucking hate you. And I'm just looking at my phone, and I'm like, yo. (laughs) And I'm like, I hear whistling outside my fucking backyard door. And I was like, okay, because I immediately knew when I'm getting these texts, I'm like, angry, and your text texts me, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Mm -hmm. It's, she's read something, she's listened to something, or she's watched something. That I've casually mentioned, and they've now terrified her. 
And then you realized, oh, wait, this one was actually my fault. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember, because I was like, yeah, it's because I first heard the story. Uh, and like I said, this is kind of cool part about the alien stuff is like, if you don't know, it always could be aliens. Mm-hmm. Who's just screaming aliens? Yeah. Um, is I listened to it really on my way home, and I got home. There was an episode of Game of Thrones on, like, airing right then. And mm-hmm. Josh and Eileen were like, oh, we'll pause it, we'll rewind it. And I was like, no, you can finish it, I don't give a fuck. And I literally sat on my front porch with my headphones in. Because I was like, I need you had to, finish to know it. how yeah. this ends. And it's so good and so unsatisfying. Okay, back on to actual aliens. <laughs> uh, we'll just bring up the film Alien. Mm-hmm. Also known as what happens when a bunch of men don't take a woman's good advice. Yeah. At the very end, the only people that survive are a woman and her cat. Mm-hmm. Good old Ripley. Good old Ripley. I actually met Mina the very first time I met her, dressed up as Ripley. Mm-hmm. The very first time she I remember you told me that. Yeah, I had my hair slicked back and big old gun on my mm-hmm. shoulder and blood-covered shirt. I was of the aliens, Ripley. Mm-hmm. And they have the jumpsuit. They're alien. Nor was I going to do that 80s just to my hair. Right. I love you too much. I won't do that to you, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I, I feel like that is really, like, you go Close Encounters, Village of the Damned, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, all of those are horror, thriller, drama. Right, and you don't actually see the alien. It's either invaded someone or it's... A sound, or it's people talked about people in suits. People like you don't actually. See you had you had never been scared of right. anything, right? And there then, wasn't something physical that you could be scared of. Well, no, they they have it like because in the blob, the blob. Okay, well, yeah, but I mean, like a oh. monstrous looking thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was gonna say. It's like Alien. I think is the first horror Alien film. Yeah, like not. Thriller, not horror thriller, not this. It was a sci-fi horror film. Mm-hmm. And to this day, there are a few scenes in it that still just send chills straight down my spine. Mm-hmm. Like when it, the first time you see the little inner mouth and it clicks its teeth together. Oh, yeah. Every time it should always get that little, mm, okay. That little part of my stomach that just goes, nope. Yep. And what I find kind of interesting is you get a lot in alien films, oddly enough, you get a lot of powerful women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll put Ellen Ripley is up there in one of the most powerful, influential horror characters mm-hmm. of all time. Not just female. Like, she's such a fucking badass. <laughs> Whether it's Ripley, Ripley 2, Ripley Alien, Clone of Ripley, there's been a lot of Ripleys. Yes, I know. <laughs> but yeah, she is a fucking badass. I love her so much. Uh, but yeah, I, like, the mo- even now thinking about it, it's still, it's been uh, a little over three, almost 35 years mm-hmm. since that film came out. It's still fucking creepy. Yep. That Xenomorphs will always be one of the scariest things for me. Because mm-hmm. they just... You can't cut it because then its blood's going to fucking melt you. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little mini mouth. 
and it's got claws, and it's got its tail. Like, it's the perfect killing machine. Mm-hmm. What it was. And it's one of those things where, like, you can't look at it and not at least be a little bit, like... Like, there are certain things... Yeah, like, and the xenomorph was also female. Yes! The xenomorph is female! It is woman versus woman. Mm-hmm. In a fight for survival. I mean, you get, like... I think this will like be like one of my top favorite lines in like history is in aliens. Oh, close aliens too. But I'm like it's just aliens. <laughs> uh, get away from her, you bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a woman protecting a child from an evil female alien mm-hmm. that wants to put its babies inside of her and have her babies eat them. Mm-hmm. But and that's the thing. I think it's so silly because like men who in the past have, I've had conversations, women don't belong in horror, like, you don't get it, you haven't done your research, like, how are you like blood and guts? Blood and guts are for guys. But they will fan the fuck girl out over alien. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it, it's, it's just girl versus girl. Like, you do understand, like, this is a female. Versus a female. Nope. Nope. We don't belong here. Mm, we're gonna have to talk alone. I'm, I'm going to set up the PowerPoint presentation, okay? Because <laughs> obviously you are missing a lot of stuff going on upstairs. Um, so that really kind of changed, I think, the landscape. For aliens, yeah. Because I, I feel like Alien came out and it was like, oh, this shit can be terrifying. Mm-hmm. The next big film that got to come out, Heavy with Aliens, is my favorite fucking film in the whole wide world, the thing. Uh, which, oddly enough, I, I did not realize it. It came out the same year as E.T. <laughs> Those are two very different aliens. Yeah. Sweet little adorable aliens, like, E.T. Fall Home, and then the fucking thing. <laughs> what? Uh, I would love to be like, how far away do we space these films? Opening weekend. So go see an alien film. Don't get it mixed up or little Timmy might have bad dreams. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the thing to phone home. <laughs> I guess it kind of does. I haven't seen it. I'm too scared. I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to touch it. It's my favorite film of all time. I want to deal with stuff that might hurt it. <laughs> I'm, I'm that, like, overprotective father that's just like, I don't, I don't care if my daughter has sex. I just don't want to think about it or know it. Or she, She's my little angel. <laughs> I know it's not real. I know she's not. But I'm going to live in my world <laughs> where this is reality. <laughs> there is a thing and there has never been a sequel or a prequel made to it. That's my world. <laughs> I'm aware it's not real. This is where I am, though. Um, so the thing I think piggybacked a lot off alien mm-hmm. uh, in, in a different way because you don't actually ever see the thing because the idea is it's this it eats what mm-hmm. it is the closest you ever get is the head crab which just goes yeah but you have a little I have a little thingy I've stepped about it because I love it which is always a weird thing to say about a head crab you're like yeah no like I love oh. my little head crab they're like like in half life I'm like no it's really like a, a head on like crab legs Severed head. Okay. It's from the thing. <laughs> also, then, like, the dogs. The, when, he, when, he, when it goes in and eats all the... 
I don't want to think about that. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, you're gonna get the, the stomach when he goes, when uh, he's gonna go shock the guy, and the stomach opens up into the giant mouth and just bites off his hands. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't, I just don't, I don't want to think about the dog. Okay, well, well so is the dog. But the thing both goes to, uh, how we were talking about, like, it takes over and you're not sure. It was always kind of treated like, oh, like, they're trying to invade or they're trying to take over, if they're trying to do it subtly or this. Because, like, they always kind of treated aliens as, like, either being more intelligent than us mm-hmm. or this. Or the thing, it's 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 a creature that wants to survive. Yeah. So, if at all threatened, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. Brutally. Yep. Uh, but, so before you have these, they're always seen as being very, very intelligent. They're coming and they have this plan and this and this. And then with both aliens and the thing, they don't really have a plan other than, like, murder. Survive. Yeah. So you get kind of this step back from, like, these hyper, hyper intelligent, hyper aware aliens to just what lurks in the cold, dark deep. Mm-hmm. They're not always going to be intelligent. They're not always going to be friendly. Some of them are just monsters hiding in the dark. Mm-hmm. In space. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Um, the next big one is... Uh, my mom, growing up, had this film as a VHS that she had put in my room. Okay. Not thinking I would watch it. And it was Predators. Or Predator. Mm-hmm. And Predators. And them both. I ended up watching Predator. I've probably seen Predator about a hundred times now. <laughs> Just because I had it mm-hmm. as a kid. And it was fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> killing Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, so Predator we get in both ways. Because it's still more animalistic. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's not coming to take you over. It's literally just coming to kill you. Yep. But it's a little bit more intelligent. You know, yeah. it's got spaceships, yep. it's got, like, infrared shit, it got tech, has that motherfucking mouth, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's still more, like, even though they're scientific, it's a very tribal alien. Mm-hmm. So we're still going back into this less, like, the aliens are going to come and take us over for, A, they're individual aliens, mm-hmm. and they're more primal. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch Predator? I know of Predator, but I've never actually watched it. I watched Alien, but not Predator. It's, it's eighties fantastic. <laughs> it's it's like peak Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so it's it's post the Conan. Yeah. Where you like you know he didn't know a fucking word of English. Yeah. In the film. He, they really had to repeat his like one line. Um. So he knows how to speak English. He's still like the huge Arnold. Mm-hmm. Not like where he's kind of turned into an actor. He's huge, like bigger than Terminator. Yeah, and he's playing a marine in the jungle <laughs> that's being hunted by Predator. Wow! It's <laughs> if you ever just want like Predator isn't even. I wouldn't even. I guess it's kind of horror. It's more action film. Mm-hmm. But if you ever just want to have, like, a romp, like, we, I love using that phrase to describe certain films. Mm-hmm. We did that with, uh... 
Night at the Comet. Night at the Comet. It, it's like that. It's a romp. <laughs> it's just a little romp of bad 80s overacting. All right. Really <laughs> 80s-tastic, like, CGI, like, gun blasts. <laughs> and a really great villain. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is giving, like, 175% in every scene. He is so into it, and it just fills me with joy. <laughs> um, but then you get the, which we now have, we've now gone through, uh, Alien and Predator started the very first, like, kind of verse mm-hmm. for aliens. Yeah. Because we have, like, vampire lore and this lore, which I we don't, aliens don't really have lore. Mm-hmm. But Predator and Alien created it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it wasn't on purpose. So there's a scene at the end of Predator when he's on his ship. Er, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sneaks onto the ship. And you see all these skulls and mm-hmm. stuff of, like, different races. And you kind of realize, like, Predators are literally just, like, they're hunters. Yeah. The, the reason why... Their name is Predator. Yeah. The reason why they're hunting these people is because... Predator versus prey. Uh, no, it's because they're the best. Mm. It's because they're, like marine black ops like oh okay they've specifically they didn't just find these guys they go to planets they find their most dangerous people and they kill and they kill or they die mm-hmm. it's that's their entire life uh, but they on the back of it there was an alien skull mm. the super long mm-hmm. head and uh fan theories just blew up yeah and, uh, they just, it turned into, I mean, we've now had Alien vs. Predator. There are two of them. Uh-huh. I saw the first one and it was bad. <laughs> it was dark and there were a lot of close-up shots and uh, it was not good. It was not good. I heard the second one was better. But that's, Alien and Predator, I think, are, like, the only lore-driven Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Like, they have a backstory, they have mythos, mm-hmm. uh, you have all of that. Uh, then I had to bring it up, because it's, it's more of, like, it's that live silliness is the film mm-hmm. They Live, mm-hmm. starring Rowdy Rowdy Piper, <laughs> with the phrase, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. So many people do not know that that's the film he says it in. Mm-hmm. I always think it's Duke Nukem. <laughs> so the whole point of They Live. Uh, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was say, that's the craziest plot, is some random guy gets sunglasses that lets him see aliens. Yep. That's it. That's that's what we got for you. That is the film. <laughs> it's But it's so good. I love that. They Live and Dead Alive are, like, up there with, like, my schlock favorites. Uh-huh. Dead Alive does have a line, I kick ass for the Lord. Hmm. <laughs> When the nun is using zombie arms as nunchucks. Oh, yes. Yes. With the long... No, it wasn't the nun. It was, uh... Yeah, it's nunchucks. It's the priest. Priest. No, he said it was the nun using nunchucks. Oh. I mean, I'm also always down for nuns with nunchucks. <laughs> nuns, with nunch- nuns with nunchucks. Nuns with nunchucks. Nope. <laughs> Not even. Uh, but they live was kind of what Dead Alive was for zombies. Uh-huh. Is it was campy and over the top and eighty tastic. It's eighty eight. Uh, and it's just it's fucking great. Yeah. Fucking love it. If you haven't seen it, have fun. Um, after that the next big alien one is like Independence Day. 
mm-hmm. which uh, I, I think did a lot for like it's it's for me it's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. The one scene where the uh, alien gets the doctor. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Pat me no neck. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we get Species. Mmm, good old Species. And Species 1 through 27 now? I yep. don't know. There's so many. Yeah. I, I feel like we need to talk about them because it's a female. Mm-hmm. Alien. Yep. Who looks like a beautiful, beautiful woman, so men will sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And she can have eggs and make more little alien babies. That, that film has like 87 fucking films. Yep. It's done so well. And it's creepy. Because I feel like it was very unnerving for a lot of guys. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's this beautiful woman and she wants to have sex with you. And it turns out... That that's not really who she is. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so terrifying! And as women, we're just like, you mean the last like four guys I dated that seemed like wonderful guys, and then like they weren't. They weren't. Oh, you mean it's scary when you think somebody's like something and they're not. Have you seen most thrillers? Most thrillers start off with attractive woman meets guy. Guy is nice. Guy is serial killer. Yeah, guys, we've been dealing with this shit. I'm happy you all figured out it's scary, too. <laughs> but for them, it has to be an alien. Yeah. Because women wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> or would we? <laughs> That's my alien noise. <laughs> there we go. Your alien noise looked like a sad T-Rex baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the sound a baby T-Rex makes when it wants to have its mommy. <laughs> an I, I was trying to do the screech, but party can't do screech. My voice is so. Boring. That's why it was a sad T Rex. And there's like you, of course, She's podcast. You can't claws. see it, but there's a little like there was claws. Oh, claws. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, species is so. It's so like it's one of those films where it's like it's a film of its age. Yeah. Like, this EG does not age well. The acting is so early 2000s. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's great. And also, like, that's a cool thing about aliens that you get a little bit more than, like, with vampires or werewolves or zombies is, well, zombies are kind of like, at a certain point you're dead, you're, what's going on under your skirt doesn't matter much. Yeah. Uh, but you see a lot more male vampires, a lot more male werewolves. With aliens, it doesn't really have a gender. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. Like, we discussed the fact that in Alien, the xenomorph, at least the ones we encounter, are female. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Species, it's a little film about, like, an alien that looks like a woman. Mm-hmm. Who's really some sort of weird bug thing. <laughs> <laughs> And she just wants to get pregnant and have her little eggs. Mm-hmm. You have to try to kill the eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's some some deep 
underlying thing about men's fear of commitment and children. Probably. <laughs> I mean, But we're not probably. here to talk about boys. <laughs> no, we're here to talk about... Aliens. Ghost of Mars. With iced tea. I think I remember this one. I don't think I saw it, but I think I it, remember it. It was about... I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It is about a group of, like, ragtag mercenaries who get sent to a colony on Mars because they haven't checked in, and you find out they were all dead, and it's both <laughs> evil aliens and ghosts on Mars <laughs> with iced tea. Wow. It's, it's in one of those weird spaces of where the 2000s gave us films, especially horror films, that you look back and you're like, how? Because when we were talking about like the 2000s, was it just poker with random actors and yep. random scripts? Yep. Because you get shit like 13 Ghosts with like, uh, uh, sh- uh he's shaggy, uh, yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, you get fucking 13 Ghosts with Matthew Lillard. What? Or Frankie Munez and Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But it, Ghost of Mars is definitely one of those films where it's like... I feel like, honestly, it's like, like they're like, okay, we've made this film. We've cast everybody. Oh, shit. We forgot to cast this character. All right, roll a dice. Okay, it's Matthew Lillard. Okay, uh, forgot to cast this character in this movie. Okay, roll the dice. All right, Frankie Munez. <laughs> no, I'm going... Did you ever watch... Uh, it was... The South Park thing about Family Guy. Mm-mm. Okay, so there was an episode of South Park years and years and years ago where all Family Guy jokes were was manatees in a giant tank and they would just pick little balls with words on them <laughs> and they would make a Family Guy joke out of it. The idea was just making casual dig at Family Guy jokes. Yeah. Or just kind of knockoffs. That's what it is. There's like a manatee and just a all manatee, the names. Yeah. Of actors, and they, like, go to the great vanity, and they're like, we are making Ghosts from Mars. It is about ghosts on Mars, and also evil aliens. We forgot to cast somebody. Most of this, like, crew is rad, taggy. Who are we going to go with? And it's our answer, Magical Manatee. Ice tea. Thank you. <laughs> Walk away. The Magical Manatee of the 2000s. <laughs> what fucking... It makes sense. It okay? does. It, it really does. Yeah. Uh... So after Ghost to Mars, I just saw that and I was like, oh, that was really good. Like, <laughs> it's up there with uh, Ghost Ship. Oh, Ghost Ship. It's, it's like yeah. that. It's like one of those. So yeah. where you, just, you watch it and you, just, you don't know if you love it or hate it, but it just, it feels, mm-hmm. it's like eating whipped cream out of the container. Mm-hmm. It's not good. I'll probably feel a little shitty later, but... It's so satisfying. Yep. It's one of those films where, like, if you're home and you're doing shit, put on Ghost of Mars. It's a blast. Yep. It's weird. Um, then we kind of actually start moving into, like, where I have my little list now of pretty much straight horror films mm-hmm. with aliens. We're not having to credit across this border of, like, is it action? Is it a thriller? Because uh, then we get Signs, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. I'm Shyamalan. So I actually have a... Uh funny story about signs oh so like right when the movie came out my stepdad and my mom had gone to go see it and so you've been like a freshman high school yeah freshman high school so like they went on like a date night or whatever and i'm like 
I'm at home, you know, sitting on my computer doing my homework, uh-huh. playing Sims, <laughs> while doing homework, mostly playing Sims. I'm like, you can just say you're playing Sims, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, playing Sims. You were like, pretending to do my homework, because like, of course, mom, okay, we're going on a date, do your homework, I'm totally doing my homework, uh-huh, type, 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 type. Batch of Sims. Batch of Sims. <laughs> um, so, like, they, like, and then I go to bed, and, you know, the night's done. Next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I come home, go on my computer, hanging out, doing whatever, and uh, my stepdad's cooking dinner. He's like, I want to play a joke on your mom. And I'm like, okay. Go so, on. we went to go see Signs last night, which is this creepy alien movie, and she got totally scared, so I want to play a joke on her. Okay. So, whatever, whatever, fine. Continue playing Sims, doing yeah. work, whatever. And he comes back, and he's wearing a fucking tinfoil hat. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, put this on. Your mom will find it hilarious. And I'm like, so yeah, like, completely out of context. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Fine, whatever. I'll put on this stupid tinfoil hat. <laughs> so I hear her her pull up. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine, I'll put on the fucking hat. So I hear You're my mom's. over. Yeah, I'm a leftover. Cool. So I hear my mom's car pull up mm-hmm. and the garage door is closed. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this stupid fucking hat on. She, she comes home and she's like, I hear her cackling downstairs and then she comes up and she's like, hi, hi, and then like laughing. I'm like, okay. So, and I look, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what, what is happening? Why is and this And then funny? she explains the thing. Okay. So then I actually was like, okay, well, I've never heard about this movie. I'm going to like watch the trailer. Yeah. So like I Google searched the trailer or at that point there, I don't think it was, I don't remember what it was on Google, but whatever. I internet ask. searched the trailer. Yeah. Ask Jeeves ask the trailer. Jeeves. I asked Jeeves the trailer. I remember. That was a thing. And uh, I was like, that actually looks legitimately terrifying. Like, I don't know if I want to see this film. And then years later, I end up seeing the film. And I'm expecting a grotesque, terrifying looking alien. Like, mm-hmm. I am expecting, just because the throughout the entire movie, the hype of the alien, the hype yeah. of the alien, the hype of the alien... And then, like, most M. Night Shyamalan movies. Oh, that was your twist problem with it? Yeah. That was my problem with the movie, was the twist of the alien. I'm like, it's just a gray being. I thought, I actually really like to look at the alien. Well, because, like, when it does the shot of the hand. Oh, it's so creepy. That is fucking, that is fucking terrifying. And then when, like. You actually see, that, like, they, you know, show the body, like, off in the distance from, like, they, like, see it standing in their house. Yeah. And they're, like, looking through, like, the basement, the little Window. cellar door. Like, and you see it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't as scary as I was expecting it to be. It's still terrifying. Yeah. But it's not, you like. You were expecting more monstery. Yeah. My, my biggest issue with science is, um, our planet is 85% water. That is like me going to a party where the only thing they serve is sugar. Or you going to a coconut plantation. Right. If the one thing that can kill you, do not land on a planet that is 85% water. If water murder you, don't go near water. Yeah. That was was my only thing about that fucking film. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Somebody in IT fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so we get sometimes we get uh, Dreamcatcher, which is Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I fucking love. I find it terrifying. The movie's pretty good. I like the movie. 
Uh, Dreamcatcher and Slither. Both kind of deal with weird slug things. Oh, yeah, Slither. That's, uh... Oh, and, he's, and he's a billion's in it, so mm-hmm. it makes it a little better. I'm not a huge Slither person. It's it, it, it puts that line of, like, body horror for gasps a mm. little hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, we got the really big ones, which is Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, Cloverfield. I So I actually, I did not see Cloverfield only because... I heard people say they literally could not watch it because of the shaky cam. And I that's yeah. like that's why I, I never watched Blair Witch because I can't deal with the shaky cam. It, it's it's I actually I got nauseous in it. Uh I can't I can do shaky cam on like TVs, like even though our TV's really big. Like when it's a full screen and it's shaking, I I definitely get a little nauseous because mm-hmm. your equilibrium gets all yeah. scattered. But you do you watch it like later, like at home? Mm mm. You still see it it took me a long time when I first saw it because it was it was so so shaky. I didn't like it. And then I gave it another watch like a few years later and I was like, okay. This is actually kinda great. Mm-hmm. Like the aliens are really, really interesting. There's there's the giant alien that lands and takes out all the planes that have ever existed. <laughs> So there's the giant alien that lands, Mm -hmm. that, like, you see. And then there's, like, underground aliens that, like, are, like, giant wasps. Okay. There's all these different types. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, And then we have other films, like, District 9 came out right after that. (laughs) So, another funny story about District 9. Uh Uh-huh. I watched that film at... With my ex in Pittsburgh. Well, we had gone to, so like the day before, like the day started with us making special brownies. Oh no. With his friends. Oh no. And then you watch, oh no. Oh, it gets worse. Oh no. I know where this is going. We made the special brownies. We then like got ready for his frat formal. Okay. So, yeah, like, a lot of drinking at the frat formal. I was probably, like, a grasshopper and some sort of other lots of drinks in me. Mm-hmm. We then also brought the pot brownies to the frat formal. Oh, God. So, had a couple of bra- like, had a couple bites of brownie, feeling drinking. really good, drinking, and then we find out, like, we all get back to, um... Carnegie, mm-hmm. and we find out that, or Will finds out that District 9 is playing in the, one of the lecture halls, and he's like, oh, let's go see it. I'm like, cool, I've never seen it. Sure. So, yeah, I was completely fucking obliterated on alcohol, everything. brownie, everything. The transformation scene was just absolutely goddamn fucking terrifying. I'm like, the transformation scene is, is creepy enough, like, just on its own. Yeah, and then watching him throw up, I was just like, I, this is, <laughs> no, I'm not, I cannot do this right now. So then oh. we go back to his hotel, we go back to his dorm room, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're getting a little, mm-hmm. bring our chicken brioche, and all I can see in my head oh, is him transforming into the alien, and I'm like, I'm sorry, babe, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I'm so fucking high right now, and all I see in my head is 
District 9 Transformation Alien. I can't. So I cannot watch that movie. <laughs> that I... is a valid reason to never watch it again. <laughs> um, so out of that, uh, the other one I have on the list is, uh, do you ever watch VHS? No. And so by the way, like, I, like, I can see your list on the, the table, <laughs> and I'm like, VHS? That was Aliens? Because it's, uh, anthology. So it's three different stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's VHS, VHS 2, and then VHS Viral. But all of them, it's like Trick or Treat. Okay. But without Sam. But it's like three different stories with an overarching thing where, like, in the first one, it's these people are going to rob this guy. Okay. And they find these VHSs. Mm -hmm. And they're the stories. Oh. I thought it was just, like, when I thought it, I thought it was, like, a possessed VHS tape. No. It's very, I really like them. They're really good. All right. I'm, I'm down to see these. Yeah. They're really fun. Uh, but they have one, uh, it's so interestingly shot. So it's white suburban, like Santa Clarita-ish. Okay. And they're doing this thing where like there's, uh, the boys are having a sleepover, the parents are gone. And pretty much at one point they end up strapping a GoPro to their little like Maltese dog. Oh. And <laughs> and during the night, aliens invade. Okay. And so it's this, like, uh, brother and sister and, like, the brother's best friend and, like, I think maybe the sister's boyfriend. It's been a while. So, but it's all from the perspective of a dog. And at the very end, the dog dies. Aww. He gets lifted up and then, like, dropped. Oh. But it, it was really cool because, like, you don't really... It was good shaky cam. Okay. Where it's that unnerving thing of, like, what aren't I seeing without it being, like, welcome to nausea. Mm-hmm. Um, I put on Pacific Rim on the list just because I, I really love kaijus. <laughs> also, one on the list, It. That's right. I was waiting for you to mention It, because... Pennywise Pennywise is, is technically an alien. Yeah. A lot of Stephen King, uh, Dreamcatcher is about aliens, it's about aliens, there's a few other ones that have to do with aliens. He quite enjoys them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the big one, uh, Quiet Place, mm-hmm. and it's thousand and one other, like, shitty spinoffs. Yeah. There was one with Daenerys in it. That was another Netflix one, but huh. it was, like, slightly different, but it was pretty much like, you can't make sound. Uh-huh. Or they'll hear you, yeah. Yeah, and they'll kill you. Quietly, was really good. I really, I also like the fact that you really, you see it in that beginning shot, and then you don't see it again, mm-hmm. like until the end of the film. Hmm. So I really liked that. Uh, so that's my list of alien films. There's probably a shit ton there that I'd missed. There's a lot of bad alien films, <laughs> um, but I, I quite enjoy them. I think it, it's a great horror media. I think it's a horror media that allows a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Like, just talking about the films we've talked about today, they're so different. Yeah. And it's funny, like, earlier you mentioned the film Cloverfield, and I probably, like, just because of, like, I cannot deal with the shaky cam, I know I will probably never see this movie. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and looked up what the aliens looked like. So yeah. I was like, okay, Cloverfield aliens. Those aliens are fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's, it's Cloverfield... 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, which was a Netflix original, I believe. Yeah. 
and uh, it, it actually is in the Cloverfield universe. Mm-hmm. That one I saw. Yeah, because I remember the whole thing is like you don't know if it's real or it's mm-hmm. connected. In the very end, she drives towards like the monsters to start fighting. Yeah. And then there's Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, the Cloverfield Paradox. I saw that one, I, too. Oh, you did? I yeah. haven't seen that one. That one's good. Is it just, like, about the war and, like, dealing with the aliens? Um, I honestly, I it's hard to remember, like, what exactly it's about, but it, it deals with, like, two different stories within the, the Cloverfield Paradox. Interesting. So there's one that's happening in space, and then there's one that's happening... On Earth? On Earth. Ooh, interesting. It's really good. I'll, I'll check it out, because I remember I saw it, because I wasn't expecting to love 10 uh, Cloverfield Lane. Uh, John Goodman plays the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's up there with, like, um, What Lies Beneath. Oh, wait, no, you know what? I'm I'm literally mixing the two together. That's what it is. I'm mixing 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield Paradox into one film. <laughs> so, like, on Earth, John Goodman is doing a thing, and then there's stuff happening in space. So, I'm like, wait. Paradox is in space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so John Goodman being a bad guy was is just so deeply unnerving. Like, have you ever seen the film uh, What Lies Beneath? Yes! With yeah, Harrison with, Ford. Yeah, where he plays a killer, yeah. and it is so deeply uncomfortable to watch Harrison Ford yeah. be a serial killer. Really also, be- that movie terrified me because Harrison Ford at that, at that, like, that time in his career looked exactly like my fucking stepdad. Ooh. Oh, I'm sure that was great for your mental status. And I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's gonna kill my mom. <laughs> <laughs> mommy! Uh, don't go to the bathtub, Mommy. I, I remember, uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this podcast. Uh, so me and, like, my oldest friend, Hannah, uh, we are two months apart. That's, like, the only time in my life I, I haven't known her. Because she wasn't existing. <laughs> uh, but we used to watch because like a lot of her friends weren't really into horror films and i was a weird loner kid who read books Mm -hmm. so on both of our birthdays we would always get together at least once even if she had like a big birthday party i'd come out the day before or the Mm -hmm. day after and we would always watch horror movies together Mm -hmm. and i remember we were middle school (laughs) we were wee bobbies when we watched what lies beneath and I just remember the two of us going to the bathroom, holding hands, staring at the toilet, or not staring at the bathtub, mm-hmm. and one of us would pee, wipe, switch, and we're washing our hands. Just keeping your eyes on the bathtub yeah. the entire time. And yeah. Like, while we're washing our hands, we're staring at the bathtub in the mirror. So the entire time we were in the bathroom, our eyes never left that fucking tub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That film fucking traumatized me. Uh, but so let's let's figure out what is your little we'll do your favorite alien horror film, and then your favorite alien, like the one that got you. Okay. So I think for me, my favorite alien film is going to be Alien. Mm-hmm. It's just so. Actually, I Aliens. Aliens. The second one. Mm-hmm. I love it. Fucking love it. I even love Aliens 3. <laughs> I do. I don't care if anybody says. It's great. The ending of it is fucked up. <laughs> Terrifying. But uh, uh, for my favorite film, I have to say Aliens, uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, especially in the second one, because mm-hmm. she's the only one that survived it. Mm-hmm. And she knows. 
And the moment shit starts going down, she doesn't do the thing she does in Alien where she's like, I'm going to talk to the men and I'm going to, I'm going to try to convince them. And if they say no, okay, well, I guess she's so done Mm -hmm. that the moment shit starts happening, she's just like, big ass gun. Okay. Doesn't give a shit what anybody says. Doesn't care who's on board. Mm. She's just like, motherfuckers. Fucking survived you once. Take you the fuck out. And I know you're probably thinking, I didn't say the thing. Mm-hmm. It, but I, I'm trying to pick a, like, the thing is perfect. Mm-hmm. And nothing about it should ever change. But, like, I have to look at, like, an alien horror film. Yeah. It's like, the thing is also, like, thriller, tension, isolation. There's a lot about it that makes it scary. Mm-hmm. But... In Aliens, it's the alien that makes it scary. Yeah. So, I also just feel like if I said the thing, it would be like, well, duh. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with probably Close Encounters. Ooh, really? Um, just because it, you never actually see the alien. It's like the Whistlers. Yeah. You, you never know? see You don't you know You never why. see it. You don't know what it is, but you hear it, and it's just, it fucks with you. Yeah. That's yours. That's yeah. A, that's a fucking good one. It's, like, it's a classic for a fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite alien, um, for, like, pure terror, Xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. Xenomorphs, to, to the day I die, scared the piss out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite is actually probably Predators. I, their construction, their design, it, like, you see aliens and you've seen things kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Predator was so just the fuck with the unhinging jaw and the teeth and the claws. Like, what the? <laughs> so unique. Yeah. Um, so I really love the Predator design. Um, I think for alien design, um, only just because I like just looked them up, haven't never seen the movie. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Cloverfield aliens. You like the different species Mm -hmm. of it? Yeah, where it's like each one is a different type. Yeah. You don't get the same thing for every alien. Yeah. And each alien has its own thing that it does. Like you mentioned, there's ones that live in the ground that come up from the fucking ground. There's like... It's very Starship Troopers. Yeah. Where there's like the brain bug and there's the this bug and the Neil Patrick Harris in that film that I always forget. Mm -hmm. Uh... But yeah, I, I do love it when you get aliens that aren't, like, this is the alien. Because mm-hmm. you always think about that, like, you look at humans, we're very different looking. Yeah. We're tall, we're short, we're different skin colors, different hair colors. Some of us are very quick, some of us are very strong, some of us are smart. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of aliens being different in mm-hmm. one group. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting, like, you could kind of think about it of, like, they may not all come from the same planet. Ooh! That's an interesting theory. So, like, the ground aliens may come from a planet that is literally just, like, dirt ground. Like, they're ground dwellers. They live in dirt ground. Yeah. You know, a dirt ground habitat. And somehow all these different alien species just assimilated into, like, one death force. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that idea. That's cool. I like that. I'm going to sit on that for a while. <laughs> um, so next week, we are going to be doing Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. 
not Dr. No Sleep. I keep, I've said it to Josh like three times and he keeps being like, why do you say that? And I'm like, I just, no sleep is just in my head. Get constantly, 24 7. Um, you will link the Whistlers, speaking of no sleep, just because mm-hmm. we've talked about it so much this episode. Uh, I will link you that in case you want to listen to some real fucking scary shit. Yeah. And also, actually, you know, honestly, shout out to fucking the No Sleep Podcast. There, you guys are amazing. Um, I have a major voice crush. My voice crush is Peter Lewis. His voice is fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had one story that was on that. We literally on, like, the No Sleep fan page. There was a thread discussing how, like... His voice, we were all like, mm. <clears throat> and follow him. Sometimes he tweets me, and I get very excited. Mm-hmm. I get that way, like when John from Creepy tweets mm-hmm. me. I'm like, Senpai! Ah! Um, but we'll link them. Check out uh, No Sleep if you haven't heard of them. They're amazing. Uh, next week we will be having, because I realize we've almost always had a guest on mm-hmm. for Stephen King. So we decided we were going to make a double date. Mm-hmm. Jay, uh, next week, because we have them on for it. Yep. So we had them on for one Stephen King sequel. Bring them on for the next. Yep. And uh, this will be the first time that we're bringing Chris on as my husband. Oh. Because at it, we hadn't gotten married yet. We're no. Still, we were still planning the wedding. That's so exciting. It's Chris's first husband episode. <laughs> You're like, you have to come in completely different. Oh, how we'll do that. <laughs> Uh, but still expect a pretty long episode next week, because mm-hmm. uh, between the four of us, it, it turns into rants, and it's King. Yeah. And we're going to be comparing it to The Shining, and it, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare. Prepare yourselves. Prepare to go back to the open book. I don't know how they're going to do it. We're reading the book right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Josh is reading me the book, and we just finished part one. Hmm. So, uh, I know who, like... Abra is, who's the main character, and I know who Rosie the Hat is, and I know about the True Knot, and I kind of know what they are, and it's fucking disturbing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell our listeners. But it's fucking disturbing. Yeah. I was like, how do you, after the Overlook, mm-hmm. how do you make a good, compelling, scary villain? Oh. That's how. Alright. Got excited. It. And you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter when it is not a terrifying, scary place. Um, also, please check out our Patreon. There are lots of awesome things that um, you will get. But please also just help us support this podcast. Like, you you listen to us. You love us. Help me! <laughs> Ella is a tired lady. <laughs> Make my life easier. I don't know how you say that fully. But yeah, uh, check out our patrons. You get uh, behind-the-scenes access, commentary with us, and you actually get to help pick movies. Mm-hmm. So if there's a movie you've really wanted us to do, or something you thought or wanted us to discuss, if you join, you get a chance to do that. Yep. Help pick things. You're involved. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, you will get shout-outs um, before each episode. And uh, there are some, like, uh, we have our stickers. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have stickers. So there is something physical, too. Mm-hmm. It's shiny. It's new. It's great. It's not the ones we hand out at cons. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not the ones we don't hand out at cons are nice. Uh, and as always, good, bad, or the girls with the mic. See y'all next week. <laughs>